playing 18 to a full 60. Early leads to buzzer beaters. It all starts by getting on the board. And they said we wouldn't make it to 10 episodes. <laughs> and who? Who said that? My wife. Oh, okay. Yikes. My wife said we wouldn't make 10. And look, we made 10. Welcome and thank you for listening to On The Board Podcast. Finally, I am back. I took a little two-week hiatus. Colby? Yeah. Not here this week? No. <laughs> and why, Mr. Why would he? Mr. No Days Off across from me, Lance no, Dahl. No days off. Who doesn't take days off. No. Ton of stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah, I don't know where you want to go today. There's a lot of stuff. Well, let's start with the thing I'm excited for. NFL training camps have officially started, which means now we can look forward to fantasy football. We're already talking injuries, talking about who you think will go number one. True. Just throwing this, I don't know if we really talked about this, but in fantasy football, you and I are big fantasy football guys. Uh-huh. Who would you take number one right now? You have the number one pick in the draft. Who are you taking? Man, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. It, it's still a coin flip to me because you, you can look at it a bunch of different ways and what you want to value. Like if you value quarterbacks, then you got to take Mahomes. Then yeah, I would say Mahomes is probably your first pick. But is it is it really wise to take, to take a quarterback first overall? I don't think so. I feel like that's a waste. Probably. There are a ton of great quarterbacks. But a lot of people do it, right? A lot of people do. I don't know. I mean, how do you not go with Barkley as your number one? Yeah. Because it seems like all of the weapons that the Giants said that they were going to have are slowly getting picked off. <laughs> Golden Tate may play. He did guess, get busted yeah. for drugs, but I think it was he announced that it was something that he was taking to have a baby. He was taking it because they were having trouble oh. uh, having a kid. Oh. So the doctor put him on this me- on these meds. He gotcha. started taking them. He realized that it was something that he wasn't allowed to. He came forward to the league, right. and the league said, no, you're still suspended. So he's trying to fight it. Huh. He may get one or two games. Right. I think a lot of people are going to look at, like, Lev Bell, maybe. Like, I, <laughs> he's probably going to fall just because he didn't play all of last year, and now he's yeah. on the Jets. But, it, like, he's probably a guy some people are going to look at. I, mean, I don't know that I necessarily would. Camara? Yeah. I mean, that's... McCaffrey might be another the workhorse. Yeah, there's so many options. And I think, like, I mean, we haven't even mentioned, like, Todd Gurley. Like, he's a guy that I think a lot of people would probably target, especially with, with Zeke holding out still. I mean, this could all change before... Do you really think Zeke's going to sit out a whole year like Le'Veon Bell? Do you think Zeke know. has the cojones to do that? I don't know. I think he likes the spotlight too much, and I think, to be honest, Jerry Jones likes the spotlight too much that he wouldn't let it happen. <laughs> That's true. But he, he also said that he didn't need to win with a championship. Like, he didn't need to win a championship with a really good running back. So I, I don't know what that means. Maybe that's just, well, it's probably just posturing on Jerry Jones's end. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of different ways you can go, and I think you'll start to see more consensus come out in, like, the next week or two. Yeah, I think you're right. But th- there's a lot of different ways that... You can draft like, I mean, even if you're in like the top five, like you're really you're getting a really good player, like someone that you could argue would probably go number one in some leagues. I mean, you think about it, David Johnson would probably be in a top five. I think probably I had that bum last year though. He pissed me off. I know he's very frustrating. DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones. I mean, I would even go farther that if you're in a top eight, top nine, you're probably getting a number one pick. Yeah. Yeah, you could argue that you're going to find like a top guy. A guy so. that I would not take a risk on, Antonio Brown. No? 
Did you see the picture of those ugly feet? Oh yeah. What oh, yeah. the hell is he doing? He's just he's a receiver, man. <laughs> they can't like you make that much money and you're not getting pedicures or manic whatever the hell they do with your feet. You're not doing that like three times a day. That's that's to be honest, that's your money maker. Your it's feet, your true. legs. It's true. J Lo insured her ass. Antonio Brown's not gonna insure his feet. <laughs> well, he can't now. Look well, at now. him. No one's taking that insurance. No. No, I don't think I'm taking him. Uh, Andrew Luck is another guy that I don't think I would draft this year. Yeah. Well, he's still hurt. Like he's coming off of. Apparently, he's supposed to be okay for for week one. He got hurt again in April. <laughs> Listen, he tells someone he goes, "I'll be ready week one." He may be ready. But his body will say, you're not ready. Yeah. Because it seems like every time he's ready to go and he's he's there, his body fails him. Yeah. But, I mean, he could be a decent flyer for, like, a backup. Like uh, yeah. I mean, team. yeah. If you're rocking for a guy that you just need on a bye week or maybe your number one quarterback gets injured. Yeah. I'd have him. But I don't, I don't think he's, like, a he's not a top 20 pick no. for me. No, no, no. No, me neither. Too many injuries. Me neither, yeah. And I hate to say it. Andrew Luck is a guy, and I've said this. I don't think he'll ever win a Super Bowl. Yeah, mm, he may get you to not. the dance. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna win it. I mean, past history isn't good. No, like I mean, he's had some good Colts teams. Sure, sure, and he still hasn't. No, but it, injuries every time with him. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe he gets healthy this year and actually stays healthy, and they can put together a run. I'm not holding my breath this year, but I mean, maybe down the road in the next couple, who knows? I mean, I, whenever, whenever Tom Brady retires, maybe. I'm trying to think of the weapons that they have there. You got T.Y. Hilton, mm-hmm. who is another guy that, I mean, if you pick up T.Y. Hilton and let's say Luck is on it, yeah, he could get you a bunch of fantasy points. Yeah, he's not a bad value pick. I don't think he's at the top of anyone's boards. But a guy who is really interesting to me this year will be Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Like, notoriously one of the best fantasy quarterbacks. Throws for a lot of yards. Yeah. A lot of touchdowns. Now no Antonio Brown. Which is interesting. I think that's gonna be it's gonna be a big wrinkle to see what he does. Skyrockets Juju. In theory, yeah. James yep. Conner, I think, is gonna get huge numbers. Not even with the running game. I think they may use James Conner not only as a runner, but they might use him as like a Danny Woodhead type. Yeah, just get him out in the flat. Sure. And let him go. Because I think it's between him and I can't remember the kid's name who's the backup, but there's a lot of talk about him as well. Like they're a good one two punch to have. Yeah. And I think you'll probably see James Conner maybe catch the ball a little bit more. Yeah. Like that's why when I'm when I'm doing my drafts, like I want to find a running back that I know is cemented in that top spot. So that's why if we circle all the way back to who I'm taking first, I want one of those guys that I know is in every down back. Yeah. So, yeah. Just, just because when you get into the one-two punches, it's like then you might start seeing them run with the guy with the hot hand yeah, and yeah, you're jobs right. fluctuate. There's not a ton of teams anymore that are just using the number one. No. They always have a really good backup. And when you're in the red zone... You just don't know who they're going to go with. Yeah. Unless you have a Kamara, unless you have a uh, Saquon. Yeah. Well, uh, even, Ezekiel. Even Kamara for a while was kind of blocked there with with Ingram. Ingram, right? yeah. But I think I think it's safe to say that Kamara is probably the number one guy, you would think. I think so. And even and even uh, when it comes to Breeze, Breeze is up there, I think, in quarterbacks at like number two or number three for yeah. rankings. Yeah. And if you look at his past numbers, like he starts really strong. Yep. He goes out there and he has games where he's throwing four or five touchdowns. But then as the season gets going, he begins to suck. He begins <laughs> to throw only one or maybe none or just like he doesn't have the big fantasy numbers. Right. And I think, I wouldn't say age is catching up with him, but I mean they, they hit a point where they start so strong that he doesn't need to throw five touchdowns. Yeah. 
And that's that's the thing. Like, well, especially last year because the Saints are blowing teams out of the oh. water a lot, right? Oh, yeah. And so then all of a sudden you get into the second half and he's not throwing the ball nearly as much. But I mean, to start the season, if you have uh, a Saints receiver on your roster, regardless of who it is, it's probably a good play. Just because, like you said, they seem to start games yeah. so well that, I mean, you can kind of, over the first month or five weeks of the season, grab one of those guys, see mm-hmm. if they develop into something. Like, I have, I'm in a league with one keeper, and I'm probably going to have to keep Thomas. Like, that's the best guy I got. Really? Yeah, I know. It was a bad year. Yeah, um, I think Colby drafted my team, actually. Yeah, that makes sense. Which that would makes be a, Colby a team. lot of sense. Um, but, I mean, he, he always know that he's going to see the ball. Sure. And so... It, it doesn't really hurt to take a wide out on New Orleans and see if they get hot yeah. or see if they just get at least, I don't know, like six targets, seven targets a game, and if they can turn that into anything. Because, I mean, Breeze is going to throw a lot. Sure. So And Thomas is getting that new contract. Mm-hmm. Highest paid wide receiver, which makes sense because, I mean, the guy catches, the guy scores touchdowns. Yeah. But if you look at fantasy pros right now and you look at quarterback rankings, uh, they actually updated these, and Drew Breeze went to number 11, Andrew Luck number 4. And then Aaron Rodgers at three, Deshaun Watson at two, which I heard is uh, surprising a lot of people at training camp so far. And, of course, Mahomes, I think it's a no-brainer. If you're looking at a number one quarterback, it'll be Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, there's there's still a lot of change in, in in KC this year. So it'll be interesting to see how he adapts and how defenses adapt to him having a full season of Patrick Mahomes' yeah. film, right? And yeah. so, I mean... If if you want to go a safer route, going getting a guy like Philip Rivers is yeah. a good look. Rivers puts up huge numbers. Like you know that he's gonna yeah have have a good year from a fantasy standpoint. There's there's a lot of depth throughout the skill positions 100%. this year, so it uh it, it's gonna be interesting for for fantasy this year. One quarterback that you can never count out is a man who just signed a new two year deal. Kind Tom of. Brady. Yeah, it's a weird two year. It deal. is a weird. It's two not year. really a two year deal. Yeah. I think he's, what, making 24, 25 mil? Yeah, I think he's on 23 this year, which yeah. I think puts him tied for sixth highest paid. Yeah. Do you want to know the quarterbacks that are yeah. paid higher than him? This I is, have a couple for this you. This is a fun game. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Okay. He's won, got a ring. Won a, uh, a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah okay. he's got a ring. Roethlisberger. He's got a couple. couple. Yeah. Fools. One. But the fact that... <laughs> I know. I know. Anyway, okay, move but on. if you yep. look at it... That's not the game. It says one. Okay, yep. Cousins... You like yep, that. Yeah. And then, I don't know if this is right. Is Kyler Murray making more money than Tom Brady? I can I can confirm that. Are you kidding me? I believe Kyler Murray. That guy's Murray. like 12 years old, and he's not even played in an NFL game. Tom mm-hmm. Brady should be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Hands down. You put mm-hmm. any Joe Schmo in front of him, he wins <laughs> you championships. Hogan? Yeah. Who's Hogan? Oh, he used to play in Buffalo. Have a touchdown. Yep. That's, uh, that's Randy the Tom Moss. Brady ah, I guess he's okay. Have a touchdown. Yeah, well, that was different because he was kind of a name. Yeah, well, but I no mean, one like, wanted him. Like Danny, because he pissed so many people off that's that true. the Pats are like, yeah, we'll take him. And you know what? If Josh Gordon legit gets reinstated and he actually takes his head out of his ass and plays football, I don't think he can. <laughs> I know, but if he does, if he does, I would say that in those two years, Patriots win another bowl, Super Bowl, easy. Yeah. Well, the the interesting thing with. Oh, excuse me. Michelob Ultra is sponsoring today, by the way. Mm. What a nice change. Um, the interesting thing with his contract is that like, it, it's basically the next couple of years are void 
after the season ends. Yeah. Essentially, he's just on a year-to-year deal. Yeah, I, I think they're. Tr- it's going to be up to him. Like, it says something though, as a forty-two-year-old, that you're still getting paid twenty-three million dollars to throw a football because he's still putting up numbers. It's ridiculous! It is ridiculous what he can do. And who does he have this year? Because he lost Gronk. He's yeah. always going to have his boy Edelman, who I, I think may miss the first couple weeks. I'll, I'll be completely honest. I haven't looked, and it really doesn't matter. I, it doesn't matter. Like when you go, if we loop it back to fantasy football, when you go into the draft. And if you're in like the last two or three rounds and you see a guy with N-E beside his name standing for New England, just take him. Just take him. Because <laughs> like you never know. Knows? Belichick doesn't care. No. He hates fantasy. He is the <laughs> worst coach when it comes to fantasy. Awful. You should take the fourth the, in the depth chart. Take number four because I guarantee you he's probably getting three touchdowns. Yeah. I had Chris Hogan in like the first three weeks of the season. They went and, and got Philip Dorsett. Sure. And they got Demetrius Thomas. Okay. Forgot about him. A lot of people did, but Maurice okay. Harris, I don't know who that is, but I would draft him. Yeah, I would take him. Cameron Meredith, who was a name at a time, but I think he just got injured. I mean, he, if they get Josh Gordon in there... He sounds unless, like I had a good wide receiver three for my team. I don't know where Hogan went. Nah, who cares? Oh, Dontrell Inman. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Like, it, it's so... Like, I, I hate to say it. It's not that I, you know, don't care, but I don't care. Like, I, it's just so irrelevant to me who plays on any of the skill positions for the Patriots because the game plan changes week to week and the players being focused changes week to week. And so th- for that reason, like, if you're in the late rounds, just pick anyone with New England and, and hope for the best. Um, what week do you predict that Gronkowski comes back to the NFL? Hmm. Hmm. Three. Week three? Yeah, I think he goes two weeks. He's like, damn, I miss it. Plus, Vince McMahon's not answering my calls anymore. Ah, let's go True. play football. Um, I'll go and say he doesn't. You think that he will sit out the whole year? That's what I'm going to say. Just because I couldn't come up with a better <laughs> number that made any sense. <laughs> uh, all right, should we shift? Is there anything else NFL-wise you want to touch on? No, I don't think so. I'm just excited that, fan- that we can talk fantasy football. Yeah. The training camps are opening right now. The the crummy thing is NFL preseason Awful. drags on. Awful. Give them one game. Colby wanted to talk about preseason last week, and I uh, I started talking about Fortnite. Does anyone actually like? I was in Las Vegas, and I I saw a lot of people betting and watching the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. Does anyone really care? No. Nobody was playing. No. Maybe they played a snap. Yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you what the score was. All I know is Atlanta was playing. Yeah. I think. I think so. I didn't, I didn't care. No. Just it, stop. No it, one cares about... <laughs> and here's the thing. We get so horny. We get so horned up on fantasy football doing all these mock drafts that we play too many of those stupid games and these guys get injured. Yeah. They ruins everyone football, fantasy football season, and it just pisses me off. You know what? We shouldn't do preseason. <laughs> Screw it. Let's yeah. just... Let's just extend it Listen, four weeks in the season. It's called training camp. These guys know how to play games. Yeah. That's how they got just here. Just get them in there. Get Just train. Get in there. Let's just start it off. I feel like that would solve a lot of the world's <laughs> problems. It's not realistic, but the hell with it. Uh, Major League Baseball talk. Uh, mm. What did you think about the trade deadline? Uh, slow yeah. until it popped off. Right. And then it was crazy. It's kind of like a last minute, just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. That I, Granky trade did not see coming. No. I didn't think, and I, I don't I'm bad because I don't really follow a lot of the NL. I didn't think the Arizona Diamondbacks were tapping out. Uh, I mean, they, they had Robbie Ray out there. That seemed like it was more likely to go than Granke, but, I mean, Colby brought it up a couple weeks ago that Granke might be on the move, and turns out he was, but... 
Damn, I mean, does that make Houston scary? Uh, yeah. Like they're going yeah. for it. No, oh, of course. Like I they, mean, they have to. They and I think uh, looking at the power rankings, I think they're number one. Dodgers being number two, Vegas has them as a favorite right now. Yep, and as they should. It was Yankees and Dodgers. Yeah. Now Houston, and why not? You look at that starting five rotation. Yeah, that is sick. Bearing no injuries, that's a sick lineup. That's a sick starting rotation. Watch out for Houston. Yeah, I mean, when you get into playoffs, all you need is three guys. Yeah. And so when you got so Verlander, know, yeah. Cole, and Granke. They might not even go to the bullpen. <laughs> Some days they might not have to, <laughs> which is nuts. Uh, they gave up a lot to get them, though. And I think that shows just how valuable prospects are. So people need to relax on the Stroman deal oh, as yeah. Jays fans. Like, I think now, and I said this last week, I said, we'll wait to see what moves happen. And then you can really get a better understanding of the Stroman deal. And I think yeah. looking back on it now, you see a guy like Granke move. Mm-hmm. And you get the third, fourth, and fifth prospect in Houston system, and like a, another one of their top thirty yeah. guys. Like yeah. that's the kind of guy that's retrieving massive hauls. Yeah, yeah. And, and I like think, no slight to Marcus Stroman, but you're not Zach Ranky. No, of course no. And I think now with Zach Ranky going to Houston, I think that if I look at the free agents correctly, I think that means Garrett Cole is on the market for next year, yeah. and he's probably going to get a hefty contract. Probably a 200 mil. He'll if be out of if, Houston. If you're Toronto, mm-hmm. you need starting pitching. Mm-hmm. You have the puzzles in place to have your hitting, your fielding. I don't know what you're going to do with your infield, to be honest. Now the Boba up there, I don't know what you do with Smokey. I don't know what you do with Freddie Galvez. That's an off-season problem. Yeah, we have to worry about that now. Mm-hmm. But you go out and you get that big-name pitcher. Yeah. Garrett Cole... Could be a guy that they spend 195, 200, and you Could build be. your rotation around Garrett Cole. The tough thing will be trying to sell Cole on wanting to come here well, when they're still a, I don't know. I a couple a, ways I away. I think a lot of teams are getting really excited that these kids, Bichette, yeah. Biggio, and Vlad, bombing. Like mm-hmm. the, look at the Jays have been really fun to watch, even though we know that they're out of it. Mm-hmm. But they've been fun to watch because these young kids are making the game fun. Plus, you got Brandon Drury, which. I don't know if Drury's going to stay. He was very pissed mm-hmm. when the Yankees traded him to Toronto because he thought he was wasting his time there. Mm-hmm. But now that they're building, does Drury still think that way? Because, I mean, he's got to be another man, odd man out. Yeah, I don't know where there's a spot for him. I mean, again, that's one of those things that you can figure out in the offseason. Like, it, it's not going to be earth-shattering if Brandon Drury leaves the Jays. Let's just put it that way. But if no. he stays around, then like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not... I'm not sold on the Jays even trying to land a big arm you don't in this think offseason. So? No. You think they're just going to try and rely on the young pitching to go with the young hitting? Because if that's the case, it's going to be a long rebuild. I think they're going to bring in some veteran. Like an R.A. Dickey? Yeah, except not have to give up Syndergaard and Travis Darnell for him. Yeah, that's but, kicking him in the yeah, ass. Yeah, that's stupid. Um, but uh, this, the way that they're set up, and I mean, you have to take the division you play in as part of the equation, the Yankees are going to... They still have a couple years of a window. I mean, the Red Sox are having a down year, but they'll still have a couple years of a window. Oh, yeah. The Rays are still going to be competitive. So I think the Jays realistically should be looking for two years away. Yeah. And so like, if you want to add that arm, I don't think this offseason is the time to do it. I think it's next offseason. And it's not to say that like, you, you can't like expect to try and throw money at a Garrett Cole for him to come here because I genuinely don't think if you give Garrett Cole $250 million, I still don't think he's coming to Toronto. No? No. I just wonder if this, 
like the new assets of Biggio and Bichette and Guerrero yeah. are enticing pitchers to be like, well, damn, they got the hitting. You know, I, I saw what maybe Kawhi Leonard did in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I saw how, you know, not a, not a city, but a country got behind that team. I wonder if I could do that. I wonder if I can be that guy that could be the ace and win them a World Series. I think, save for John Tavares, because it's a different situation in hockey, but with the other major sports, until a player proves that they want to go there by signing as a free agent, and by there I mean a Canadian team, I'm not buying it. No? I just, there's no track record to believe it. Do you think that, let's say they decide to not do anything in the offseason, worry about it next year, will these young kids that are so Hungry right now. Could you see a Guerrero Jr. say, you know what? Trade me then. I'm out. No. Do you think that these young kids are going to be patient enough for a rebuild? Yes. Because all they have to do is look at Houston. True. Houston was trash forever. They are horrible. Well, not forever, but for about a five, six year stretch, they were really bad. I, in, until they went and got the guys that they have, I, they've always been a joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had the killer bees with BGO, Bagwell, and Berkman, mm-hmm. but I don't. they weren't as good as the team they have now. No. I don't think they won a World Series with the three Bs. They made it so. close. I think they got close. But I don't, but I don't, I don't think they've they ever did. won. Maybe they did. Uh, but in any case, it's just... like and, and these players, like the young kids that the Jays have, they're not going to want to be patient, and that's normal because A, they're kids, and B, they're excited to be on an MLB roster. But, I mean, also at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because the way that the league's set up, they're under team control for like six, seven years anyway. And so they can get all ornery as much as they want. No, I can't do anything about it. It doesn't really matter. And yeah. so the, and Jay's management has proven that they don't really care what anyone else thinks outside of the plan that they have in the front office. Like the group that they have assembled has a plan and they want to work it the way they want to work it. And everything's happening the way they want it to happen. And they've made it very clear through the Stroman deal, through the Sanchez deal, which I'm still not sure about. That one was a head scratcher. I'd, but he I, got, no I mean, reason. him and Piagini pitched a no-hitter. They did. Which, I mean, just fuels the fire even more. Yeah. But, what I a mean, steal for Houston. Let's not forget Rick Porcello won a Cy Young. So. Yeah, he did. <laughs> the Jays front office clearly has their own mandate, and they don't give a damn about what anyone else is thinking about it. So I expect whatever moves they make to be ones that they want to, regardless of how the the players feel. And the players are going to get theirs. Like They're going to get their good spots. It's just a matter of time because they're too good not to. And the front office is too smart to not surround them with the pieces that they need when the time comes. True. Like just, As much as you want to hate on Shapiro and Atkins for the moves they made, and yeah, they made some questionable ones. They sure have. At the end of the day... They want to win just as bad as the players do, and probably more than the fans want to win. Montoya out next year? No. No. Keep him? Yeah. Because... I'm surprised Gibby doesn't come back. <laughs> or Cito Gaston. Cito. They're like the, the Craig McTavish of the MLB. Oh, we fired our coach. Who should we bring? I got Gibby. Yeah. Let me, Gibby, let me speed come on down back. Gibby. Come on back, buddy. Yeah. Have another tall boy in the bench. <laughs> but it, no, like like Montoya's safe. I, I'm. There's not going to be big changes. No. I, I think so. The you're next saying, as a Jays fan, do not expect much. Maybe even the same. Maybe a little better next year. Oh, they'll be better because that, like, naturally, they're going to have some players that progress. And oh yeah, what they've done over the 
past couple years is stockpile their farm system with a bunch of lottery tickets. And eventually, when you buy enough lottery tickets, you win the lottery. Well, you'd hope so. Well, that's usually how it works. Yeah. Like, if you have more numbers, you have a better shot. The odds are in your favor. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so that's what they're doing in Toronto. So... I just, just, I just still would up. like, and I, I, I'm very old school in the fact that I like a baseball team to have that big name ace. Mm-hmm. I like the ace that you can kind of be the leader and all that. And it, to be honest, I kind of thought Strowman would be that guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think Strowman needed to go. I it, maybe it would have worked. Mm-hmm. I, and the more I think about it, the more I don't know if he should have left because yeah. he could have been your ace. You could have got a bunch of prospects. Sanchez, sure. If Houston wants to take Sanchez, take him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you still have – no one's taking Giles because he's injured. You might as well keep him because the guy's a hell of a, an arm. That, and you build around him and Stroman, I think you would have had a great pitching style. Yeah, but – Better than the you, question you, marks for next year. But I'd rather have them at this point. Like, I, I'd rather there be question marks for the next year and a half, two years with the Jays because they're just all young. Like They're very young, yeah. Like they have nothing but question marks. Like sure, we've seen Bo Bichette hit really well over a seven-game stretch, but that doesn't extrapolate over 10, 20 years. Well, it's just a matter of time. And you may even look into next year, and they have like we talked about with Mahomes. They might have the game tape, the game footage. They know how to pitch against him. Yep. Look in uh, look in Boston. Michael Chavis came on the scene and was just crushing bomb after bomb after bomb because that's what he was doing in the farm system. Mm-hmm. You let a couple games go by, all of a sudden a month. He's striking out because they know what he likes. They know what he can't hit. That's exactly what will happen in Toronto. Yeah, and I, I don't think that people necessarily don't understand that. I think Jays fans get that. I think Jays fans are just also unhappy with, A, the return that they got on Sanchez and Stroman. And let's face it, there was not going to be a return out there. That was going to be. I don't know satisfying. what you expect for Sanchez. I mean, Sanchez Sanchez just shouldn't have been traded. Like, if you're going to move him, his value is no lower than it is right no. now. So why wouldn't you keep him? Let him even build if you it add up? be a genie in there. I don't think that still did anything. No, I, it's just the the Sanchez move doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But the only thing I think of is a they've completely given up on him as a starter, right? And they're not willing to go through the experiment anymore. Because let's face it, they have tried for a couple years. Yeah. It's not like. It's not like the Jays just gave up on him. What was it, 2016 when he was unstoppable? Is mm-hmm. that when they had that big run? Mm-hmm. Maybe he just 16. Maybe he just needed a change of scenery. And, that's, and by the looks of the first outing in Houston, that's exactly what he needed. Yeah, well, and he had a couple good outings before he got traded. But, I, I mean, in any case, the Jays might have just felt that he was a reliever and they weren't committed to thinking he would be a starter down the line. Whatever it may be, they wanted to move off him. It doesn't hurt to have a bunch of kids in the clubhouse now with guys like you mentioned Giles and Smoke and Galvis like that's not a bad thing no and so I the, we get so impatient today oh yeah in the world we live in we we hate waiting and we would just want our team to be good right now and well, I that's mean, not gonna happen you kind of well when you're in the AL East it's it's hard to wait because yeah. you have teams like the Yankees and Red Sox as a Red Sox fan I get it I get the frustration mm-hmm. we this team, this year's team, last year's team that won the championship, had a lot of homegrown talent. But mm-hmm. you look at the Yankees and you look at the Red Sox from the past, they're not patient. They'll fork over $100 million to get Garrett Cole mm-hmm. just like that without even thinking about it. And people flock to that team because they know that they have the talent, they have the leadership, 
they're not waiting. Mm-hmm. So you're absolutely right. We have to be patient. It's just hard in the AL East. You yeah. put them in the Central, you put them in the West, hell, you put them in any of the National League divisions, <laughs> I don't think, I, I think they would be a contender. Maybe not this year, but in past years, definitely would have yeah. won divisions. Yeah, It's hard in that AL East. It is. And it it's kind of why I hate the divisions, and I wish that they were just there, but I wish more teams made the playoffs, and it was kind of like an NHL you know, one versus eight, right. two versus seven. It wasn't about where you were in the division. It was about your, you right. know, your rank. Right? I guess, like, I guess, I don't know. Like, it, sure, it makes you feel good because you made playoffs, but if you're getting in as an eighth seed, how good are you? I, I mean, sure, sometimes eighth seeds win. I get it. But, yeah, I don't know. Not, just need everyone that's a Jays fan to relax and, and just enjoy the things you have. Yeah, because, enjoy. let's face it, Baltimore, Kansas City, Detroit, they wish they had an infield that looked like Guerrero and uh, and Bichette and Biggio. They yeah. wish they had a guy like Guriel. I, on their I love team. when these young this young talent comes up and just rocks at their first game. Shout out to that Diaz kid, uh, second baseman shortstop up in Miami. Yep, called him up today. Jacked a bomb in a second at bat. He did, and his dad went bananas. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that when <laughs> yeah, that happens, really cool. especially in your first game. Uh, let's just move on to the Red Sox just for a little bit. Yep. Um, horrible. Weekend as they lost four straight to the New York Yankees. Before that, they got swept by the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, while you were gone, they lost every game. Yeah, it's a good thing I did not bet on them in <laughs> Vegas because no. I would have won nothing. No, but against the Yankees this weekend, a combined score of twenty-six to twelve. And here's the thing: the Yankees are losing guys left, right, and center to the IR, and are still winning. They keep on That's winning. Yep. yep. DJ Mahayu. Lemayhu. Yeah. Yeah. Where the hell did he come from? He's really good. He was a stud when he was at the Rockies with really good. with Story, yeah. and then they kind of just got rid of him. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll never understand how that went so under the radar because when they made the signing, I texted a couple of my friends and I was like, "Like, this is sneaky good." Yeah, and, and then they were like, "Yeah, he's gonna start the season on the bench because they got Didi and they got Glaber." And I'm like, "Just wait, like, the guy hits. Yeah, hits very well." I mean, he's a career 300 hitter. Like, it's he, a shame Tulo like, got injured because that would have been fun to see. No. Tulo and... Tulo's a clown. And DJ. He's an absolute clown. Back to their old tricks. I'll, the one memory I'll have of Troy Tulowitzki is pimping a home run in spring training against Marcus Stroman and the Jays. Well, yeah, you can't think of anything good he did in Toronto. He's on the DL. <laughs> he hit one home run in the playoffs <laughs> in Texas. <laughs> That's it. Thanks. Trash. Thanks for coming up. Uh, going back to the Red Sox, I mean... This has just been a painful year. Like, and it all comes down to the pitching. I think yeah. the offense is doing nothing wrong. Been a little bit of a quiet year for uh, Mookie. A little to bit. To his standards. To his standards. But yeah. what we're used to. Still really good numbers. Yeah. The same with J.D. Martinez. Yeah. Still good. Not J.D. of last year. Rafael Devers has been fantastic. You look at the offense. Uh, they lead the AL in seven categories when it comes to batting. In batting average and run scores being two of the seven. Mm-hmm. They suck at pitching. <laughs> Chris Sale was a guy that when it was sale day, you didn't worry about it. Yeah. You knew he was going eight innings. He was striking out 12. That's an easy win. Now, it's lucky if he makes it to the fourth. And the does, same could be said with Price. Does Price that was make another guy. Sale the MVP of this team? Hell no, it doesn't. Because, I, I, here's why I bring it up. Because when sales not going, none of the pitchers are going. Well, nah, I don't know. N- no? Eduardo I mean, Rodriguez is a guy season. that oh, has Christ. done well. 
Eduardo Rodriguez. He's like 13 and 6. Good for him. He's got Record an ERA like 375. That's okay. That, for the Red Sox right now, that's that's an ace. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I still think Sale might be the most important piece in Boston. Well, I mean, that's. I would say him overpriced is the veteran leader of that team. I say he's the most important piece of any player on the 25 man roster. I don't like you could take off Mookie, JD, Bogarts, Devers, you name it on offense. You think it all comes back to sale? It all comes back to sale. It could be. He sets the tone for the rest of the not only his game, but for the starters behind him. And you think when Sale was running seven, eight innings every night and striking out a million, the bullpen didn't really have to get used, right? Oh, just fired up that bullpen. And so well but they were relaxed. Of course, yeah, they were fired up, they were ready to go. They wanted to win. They knew that when Sale was out there. They could relax a little bit. They were fired they, up about they, it. They would not have to throw four innings in a game. No. And so... Put Kelly out it, there, maybe a Kimbrel, game was over. Right. And so now when you don't have your top-of-the-line guy going deep every start and suddenly your relievers have to get into more games, by the back end of nine straight games, ten straight games, those guys get tired. Yeah, of course. And that's why it's so hard to keep track of the bullpen because so many yeah. guys get called up and called down to Pawtucket yeah. because they're all gassed. And the thing is, listen, Dave Dombrowski, you wanted to try something new. You lost Kimbrell. So mm. you thought, we don't need a number one starter. We'll, we'll go, we'll, we'll switch it around the bullpen. Closer, closer yeah. Mm. We, we, we'll, we'll have our, you know, Avaldi maybe be our starter or our closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll put Barnsey in there. Maybe Brazier. Maybe we'll mix it up a little bit. It didn't work. It did not work. And at the trade deadline, you had the opportunity to go out there and get Diaz in New York for the Mets. Mm -hmm. Sure, they wanted uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. or they wanted Ben Attendee. Mm -hmm. They didn't want prospects. Moving on. Detroit Tigers. I think you have such a great relationship with the Tigers Mm -hmm. because Dombrowski used to, you know, GM for them. You're telling me that they didn't want more more prospects after we have given them Iglesias and there was another guy, but you couldn't have got Shane Green to be mm-hmm. your closer? I think that they tried with Diaz mm-hmm. and they kind of gave up. Well, maybe they also looked at the situation and thought it wasn't worth the price. Again, it all comes down to prospect capital and so many teams holding on to their prospects so much more. And like you said, like the Red Sox have made a lot of moves, but they've also moved out a lot of prospect. Sure, but it's still a young team where I don't even know if you have sure. to worry about prospects right now. It also just shows, though, the volatility in bullpens each and every year. Like, you can oh, put yeah. together who you think is going to be a good oh, group, yeah. and you, you don't know. The, the the hitting is the exact same minus uh, Eduardo Nunez, and you add Chavis in there. Yep. But the bullpen is completely different, and this is a completely different team because of that pitching. Mm-hmm. But you look at the 25-man roster, what would you say? 17-18 are from the championship team last year? Mm, something like that, yeah. Like, yeah, that's how important the bullpen is. Yeah. God, I miss Joe Kelly. He still was think, so, I still think it all comes back to sale. And you could be right. That's a, I, Price I just has been horrible. Like, Porcello's off and on. I mean, he's pitching well right now, but it's the Kansas City Royals. It's hard to get really jacked up for that win. That's all right. That's something. <laughs> and Eduardo Rodriguez, I thought, has been really, he's done really well. He's kind of been the, the quiet, the guy that's kind of, kind of overlooked. Right. And then the fifth, I, I never know who's starting anymore for the fifth. Is Brian Johnson still there? Nah, he's in the bullpen one day. He's starting one day. He's still a dude? He's still there. Well, that's good. At least he's still around. Yeah, he's still there. Uh, can we talk about the Oakland A's? I, I know we're probably running short we're on We're getting time. close, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Oakland A's, if you haven't seen this yet, you know when you go, and some people may have not been to a ball game before, but they usually have this 
pitching thing where you can throw a speed challenge. Yeah, and you can see how fast you can throw a ball. Mm-hmm. Tried this once in Seattle. I got like sixty. Yikes. Yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, it wasn't anything <laughs> to be excited about. So this kid in Oakland does it. Throws ninety six miles an hour in Colorado. In, was it in Colorado? Or yeah. Was it Oakland? No, he was in Colorado. He was in Colorado when yeah. he did it. Yeah. And so his brother took video of this, mm-hmm. and this thing goes viral. He just signed a deal with the Oakland Athletics. It's a very money ball move. Well, that's Billy Bean. It's very money ball, right? Like if any team's gonna do this, <laughs> uh huh, it's the Oakland A's. Yep. And he's like twenty two or something, twenty three. Twenty three no. years old. He's gonna go report to High A. I guess. I, I don't know. Have they announced like how much money they gave him? Like it had to have been peanuts. Hundred thousand? If that, I don't know. I, I I have no idea. I mean it's just it's kinda funny. I hope that this kid plays an actual game in major league baseball so we get Moneyball two. <laughs> I hope Brad Pitt it's comes possible. back and does Moneyball two with this kid. Man, it's possible. Watch out for Oakland, by the way. Can I just say that yeah. that's a team that probably not gonna win the West. I'd probably give no. it to Houston now. Yeah. That could be a wild card team. Yep. Perfect world, they're up against the Red Sox in that wild card game. Well, that would be a perfect world for someone. Yep. Because nice. the Red Sox are like six and a half back of a wild card spot. Oh, it's uh, close to that. It's not good. It's not great. Not, still well, got, that's what happens when you, you lose you, for a week. You still got August. You still got September. I guess so. You still got a lot. You got something. All right. What else do you want to talk about? Uh, we'll quickly just dive through some NHL stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Rangers buying out Kevin Shattenkirk. This is a very Aaron Sanchez move, selling low. I mean, he struggled. He was injured a lot. It's just very Tampa Bay Lightning to go sign him to a one-year, $1.75 million deal, and he'll probably be incredible. Watch, he'll be a stud. Uh-huh. That, that's another guy that maybe just needed a, a fresh start. Yeah, and apparently he was pissed about getting bought out, but whatever. That happened, Shattenkirk. Well, what do you think when your whole time with the franchise, you score seven goals mm-hmm. and got 44 assists mm-hmm. with three of those goals coming on the power play? Mm-hmm. Last year, two goals, uh-huh. 26 assists in 73 games. Uh-huh. You really think they're not going <laughs> to buy you out yeah, and ship I, your ass out? Yeah, I don't know. You're I mean, not he's, not, he's not unhappy anymore. He's in Tampa. He's fine. He's going to be like a fifth defenseman in Tampa, which is just stupid. Cause, Headman. Like, they just keep getting better. Sergeyev. They're like, oh, we didn't, we didn't make it this year. Let's just find someone else to push us over. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like he's going to add that veteran. so good. Yeah, Watch out for Tampa. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, what else? Uh, the Flames GM, Brad Trey Living, um, expects Matthew Kachuk's contract to get done before his uh, training camp. Are we he's, still surprised that Kachuk hasn't made anything official and Marner hasn't made anything really, official? Not really. Apparently, are, Kyle Dubas is saying that it's status quo, which means that nothing's happening. I did read this, and I don't know if you guys touched on this, mm-hmm. and I don't even know. The past week, I've kind of been MIA from online stuff, mm-hmm. but... There's an article, I think it was in the Toronto Sun-ish, saying that they did offer Marner a contract, and he countered that, but no one's talking about it. They offered him a six-year, $10 million a year contract, which he answered back and said he wants 10 mil for three years. Right. Yeah. To be completely honest, I I don't read any of that. Because to me, to me, it's just what's the difference between three or six years? It's if just that's PR where you want to stay. Like to me, it it doesn't even. I, I never read into proposed contract details because it's just agents and teams putting out the information they want. That's all it is. True. So it I could be I, all a ploy. It's just posturing. And so to me, I just don't put any stock in it. Trade rumors are different because, well, they're trades. They're, they're yeah, not contracts. Yeah, sure. It's very surprising so. that we haven't heard of other offers being thrown out to Mitch Marner. Yeah, 
I mean, I, th- I think they're just praying for an offer sheet, but it could I- be. I'm still not holding my breath that anything gets done by training camp. I hope I'm wrong. God, are we going to get another Nylander thing? I hope not. Because that would just be bad for the game. Like Bad for the game. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, Cal- uh, Colorado Avalanche signed defenseman Samuel Girard to a seven-year, $35 million extension. Ooh. This is big. Like, this contract is going to look so good. Yeah. Like, it already looks good now, to be completely honest. And to when he gets into, like, year four of this, Lord willing, he stays healthy. But, my God, this could be a hell of a deal for uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. And, and just to finish the thought on the Flames, because I forgot to... Um, Kachuk and Mangiapane still go unsigned. Yeah, they bought out Michael Stone. They still have around 7.75 million cap space. Not enough. Uh, they got to get something done, but I don't know what they're going to do. What do you think Kachuk's worth? It nine? depends on the market, I guess. Are we looking at like an eight or a nine, or is he a double-digit guy? I mean, I'd be happy to... Like, if he was if he was on for nine, I think that would satisfy both sides. Be a steal at nine? Uh I don't know if it necessarily be a steal, but I think it would be comfortable for both sides. I, just, I mean, it's just weird to me that there's so many like in sports, all these guys really want to play the game. Mm-hmm. They love the game. Why are we holding out for money? And I'm talking to the Ezekiel Elliotts, the Marvin, the the Melvin Gordons, the Marners. Like, what happened to not just wanting to play the game? Is is it really? A bad taste in your mouth to go from instead of eight million, you want that nine point one. Is that can, really going to help you sleep? I can at answer night? the first two and maybe answer the third player you mentioned. Okay, because you don't know how long your career is, especially as but a running back in the NFL. I would imagine if you're a guy like Ezekiel Elliott or Gordon, sure you're getting a hell of a, a lot of money from the NFL, but you have a lot of stuff on the side. Yeah, yeah, you have sponsorships and you have all these other merchandise options. Yeah, that's true. But, but why can't these kids? Spend their money wisely, save it, and be set for life. Because you said it. Some of them are kids. It's just ridiculous. It is. Like, it is. In Melvin Gordon's case, and I'm sorry to go back to football, mm-hmm. but the kid made $5 million last year. Mm-hmm. So he says he wants more money, which I get. Kid put up a lot of, a lot of points. Mm-hmm. He's a great running back when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. So San Diego says, you know what? We'll double you. We'll give you 10 mil. He said, that's not good enough. I want 13. And it's like, I, don't know. I would be like, you know what? How about we just go with Elker? And you get the hell out of here. Right. Because. Uh, and who's to say that's not a thing that might happen? I mean, the Chargers have to pay for all of Philip Rivers' kids. Uh, quickly, some other things. Uh, PGA, FedEx Cup playoffs kickoff this week, which is uh, normally just like not a big deal until you get to the final of the Tour Championship. But it's kind of cool. Five Canadians in this Whoa. first tournament. The Northern Trust at Liberty National Golf Club uh, going down in Jersey City, New Jersey. Corey Connors at 31, Adam Hadwin at 46, Roger Sloan at 91, Mackenzie Hughes at 96, and Nick Taylor at 117. Uh, those five guys trying to get into the top 70. Top 70 players go into the BMW Championship. From there, the top 30 go into the Tour Championship. So, uh, a uh, big couple weeks yeah. for golf. Uh, I love a lot seeing of, Canadians do well in PGA. It's really I, I I read something and I may be misquoting it. I think it's the first time that we've had that many Canadians yeah, that's awesome. in the FedEx Cup playoffs. But uh, for me, that just means there's a lot of options for gambling. Anyway, <laughs> uh, quickly touching on the Medicine Mavericks. Three games left in the season. Um, it's pretty well set. They're either going to play on. Thursday, the first playoff game at home, or the first playoff game at home will be Friday of this coming week. 
Uh, they're either going to finish second or third in the West. It just depends on how these last couple games wrap up because they got Lethbridge uh, right now. And then they have Okotoks tomorrow. Okotoks has a makeup game on Wednesday, uh, sitting at 29-24 on the season. Uh, player of the week because Colby probably wants one. Jamer Cervantes, uh, pitcher he uh, threw back on Thursday, August 1st. Eight innings, three hits, one walk, one K. But uh, not, not a big strikeout guy, but they won 10 nothing because he didn't allow a run. So that's kind of cool. Um, I'm trying to breeze through this because I want to get to your wrestling part. Uh, Little League. This oh, really cool yeah. from the uh, Medicine Junior AAA Little League All-Stars. They won Canadians and Lethbridge. This is a huge, huge deal. They go to Taylor, Michigan for the Junior League World Series. Uh, their road to the final was kind of, uh, I guess you could say, messy. They all, they had to win their last round robin game to get into the semis. Then they had to play the undefeated team, Quebec, uh, in the semifinals. Beat them on a walk-off in the bottom of the seventh inning because they only play seven. And then they got to the final and smashed Team Atlantic 10-3. They will go to Taylor... Uh, starting Sunday against the Puerto Rico region. Okay, so, wrestling time. D- before we get into wrestling, what is the difference between the Little League World Series that you always see on uh-huh. ESPN and the, what did you say, the A? Junior League, Junior World, League World, Series. World Series. Little League is 12. You're 12 years old. Yeah. And Junior League is 13, 14, and 15. Oh, nice. So it's just, a, it's an age up. They actually can steal. They throw off Whoa. of a 60-foot, 6-inch mound, everything. Like, Ooh. all the dimensions are the same. It's just the outfield fence isn't as far. And is this something that we may see, like, on ESPN or TSN? Uh, or? I think it's on ESPN+. Plus. I'm assuming there's going to be some kind of webcast. I haven't heard anything about it yet. But in any case, first time a team from Medicine Hat has gone to any kind of World Series let alone the Junior League World Series. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, shout out to those guys. Uh, okay, before we wrap things up, let's talk a little wrestling. Uh, we got WWE, of course. We got AEW. These guys have been at odds. Uh-huh. And AEW is fairly new. AEW just announced they're going to TNT October mm-hmm. 2nd. Right. They go to a Washington Arena, which has about 16,000 seats in it. Mm-hmm. A lot of naysayers say, that's ballsy. Not even WCW went that big right. on their very first episode. They went to the Mall of America and they didn't even charge people. They just let the tourists walk in and right. watch wrestling. Right. Sold it out in two minutes. Not surprising. Incredible. Wrestling is on such an uptick on a cult following right now. It's, it's insane. It's huge. So I want to talk about an article that Forbes has just released. Jerry Forbes? Nope. From just Calgary? Forbes. Oh. No. No, it could be Forbes. I think he's retired now. He yeah, could he be writing, I think he writes for the Calgary just, Sun. Just writing articles. Yeah, he does. Uh, it says, WWE and AEW's next big battle. Dot, dot, dot. Trying to sign CM Punk. Mm. And to this, I say why. I don't know. Why do you try and sign a guy who has publicly said he does not watch wrestling, he does not like wrestling, he does not give two shits about wrestling or wrestling fans. He would rather go into an octagon and get his ass knocked out in two minutes or less. True. And I don't mean this with any disrespect because I am, as you know, one of the biggest CM Punk fans out there. I can confirm. I have followed him in his Ring of Honor days. Uh, I have followed everything he's done in WWE. I have his t-shirts, his figurines, his DVDs, all of that. I'm actually blocked on Twitter. Because I got <laughs> I got a little heated when he left to go to the UFC. You got blocked by him? I got blocked by him. Yikes. Why are we so obsessed with trying to hire a guy who does not care about this industry? I don't know. Like, Let him be. Just, and this is from a guy who's not as educated, but it sounds very off-brand for AEW to try and do that. But it's here. here's the thing. For AEW, it makes sense because it's ratings. Let's be honest. I guess. If you know that CM Punk is going to show up on TNT, 
that will skyrocket ratings because people are going to wonder, what is he going to say because he hates WWE so much? Right. He was the guy that did the pipe bomb in Las Vegas true. that went viral. AEW sounds like they're going to have no rules. You give I him a live it. mic and you let him say whatever you want about WWE. WWE wants to hire him so AEW can't have him. Right. They That's would hire right. CM Punk to bury him. Or, here's $5 million. Don't even come up. Don't even go on camera. Yeah. Take your contract. Be like The Undertaker. Whenever you want to come, try and wrestle. Do it. Other than that, hang out at home. Right. Yeah. It just it bugs me as a wrestling fan how everyone wants to sign a guy who spit in the face of wrestling fans. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Like, I, I hope, and I get where you're coming from, because, I mean, when you get the TV deal, you need ratings in order to keep said TV deal. Sure. So that makes sense, but as someone who's seen a couple cards that AEW's put together, like, just in clips and stuff, I've never actually sat down and probably watched one, but seeing the stuff that they've done from afar, I want them to keep the authenticity that they have. That's the thing. They, like, they that's could be, what their niche is in the market right now. That could be their... Killing. Yeah. That's, that's what killed WCW. WCW had all this young talent. They had the cruiserweights. Like, we first heard of Chris Benoit. We're allowed to talk about him. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Jericho. They had all these young and up-and-coming guys that people got excited for. Then they go out and they sign the Macho Mans yeah. and the Ultimate Warriors and the Hogans that are well beyond their prime and shot themselves in the foot. Yep. AEW is exciting because it's all people that we don't really know that have a passion for wrestling. Yeah. And I, I like it. That's the way it's going to succeed. It will not succeed if you have a guy like CM Punk who does not care about wrestling. One final thought uh, to wrap it up. Would there ever be a day that New Japan and AEW like, come I together really hope and so. amalgamate? I hope so. I think would that... It, would, it, would it water down the products of no, each? No, I think that... I mean, I don't think it has to. I think there could be easily something there where you know the New Japan guys get to come to the U.S., be mm -hmm. on TV... And get exposure for New Japan. And I think the same in Japan. It's huge there. Yeah. You let these young kids who have... Usually all the guys from AEW wrestled in New Japan already. Yeah. So they're familiar with them. Go on their TV in Japan and put the product out there. I just there. think of how sick it would be to have like two massive, massive pay-per-views each year. One in, in the US, one overseas where you yeah. combine New Japan look at the G1. and AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the G1 right now. It's a mixture of of everyone. Ring of Honor, Impact, blah, blah, and it's huge. Yeah, because you got a bunch of indies yeah. that are coming together. Ring of Honor is going to hurt. They just did a, a show yeah. at the Hammerstein Ballroom, which usually they sell out. Yeah. Probably half full to a quarter. They're going to hurt bad. Yep. Well, that'll happen. Yep. That's the world we live in. That's um. Before we go, I don't know if you saw my Friday parlay, but it was really bad. Uh, I went 0-3, so that's what oh, I call a reverse win. Over. Yeah, so if you if you didn't listen to anything I said and did the complete opposite, you won. You won your parlay, so congrats. You're welcome for that. Um, I'm on to Cincinnati. That's it? Yep. You're jumping on board Cincinnati? No, like like Bill Belichick, I'm, we're on to Cincinnati. Oh. I'm just moving on. You're moving on. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for us. Yep. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, that's Lance Dahl. I'm Jesse Christensen. Hopefully next week, all three of us will be here. Thanks for listening to On The Board. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform. And find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash on the board podcast. Yes!